I want to be strong, to have the flexibility and confidence to play soccer with my kids or volleyball on the beach. I want to feel energetic and spontaneous with my husband. I want my body to feel the freedom to move and enjoy life, to hike Yosemite, surf in Hawaii, bike to the beach, to have fun with friends and not be limited. I want to do things that love my body, to feel and experience all the sensations of life. I want my body to be a force in nature that overcomes difficulty and resistance. I believe in health and wellness and daily consistent exercise. Balanced by Beth is a podcast to inspire women to live strong. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personal medical advice. Heather Mendez is a wife and mom to two boys, ages three and one. She's a doctor of physical therapy from Boston University and completed the Kaiser Permanente Orthopedic Residency and the Movement Science Fellowship. She is currently practicing physical therapy, specializing in orthopedics and movement coordination. Hello, Heather. Hi, Beth. So good to be here. Thanks for being (laughs) here with me. Of course. We are going to be talking about postpartum fitness Mm -hmm. and Heather coming from uh, just the background in orthopedics and just movement coordination Mm -hmm. and her own issues of getting back into shape after having two boys. Uh, We're going to be talking about that today. So I would like to start with uh, tell us about your just first pregnancy and delivery. Yeah, um, so the first one, I think, spoiled me a little bit. Uh, I didn't really feel like I was pregnant very much until maybe like six months, you know, started gaining more weight, feeling a lot more heavy. I luckily didn't have any morning sickness or anything like that. Wow. Which was amazing, considering we work with patients, you know, back to back to back. Yeah. Um, For those of you that don't know, we literally see somebody and then like have to grab the next person if we're, you know, running late. It's even worse. So having morning sickness would have been really hard. Um, but I didn't have any of that. It was totally different with the second, but the first was pretty good. Um, I think I exercised really hard the first six months as well, ran until like seven months. It was awesome. Um, so prior to that pregnancy, were you in pretty good shape? Very good shape. Okay. Um, a year before I got married and I, you know, typical woman was like, okay, I'm going to get in the best shape of my life before I go dress shopping. And then once I went dress shopping, I got even more motivated, you know, because you see like the dresses you want, what you want to look like. I started kickboxing, which was amazing for me, the classes. I'm really competitive. So it was great for me to compete with these other women that were in there. And our instructor was great. He was watching our form, but also pushing us as hard as we needed to be pushed. Um, so I, I think like once I decided we wanted to get pregnant, I kept doing it because I knew I was going to need that much strength because I knew the recovery was going to take a lot of time as well. Um, and also it's just hard to be pregnant and to gain that much weight. And I knew I needed some strength, more strength than even regularly to be able to do that and sustain it. Um, and labor, um, I'm so glad I was in really good shape because, (laughs) Labor just takes so much out of you, and I don't. I don't know if I just missed that with my classes that I took before, or what it was. I just, for some reason, didn't think about it. But once you're in it, you realize, wow, I actually have to be pretty conditioned to go through this. And How long did you labor? 
Um, first one, total 13 hours, which really isn't bad because, you know, the beginning was kind of light cramps and stuff. So that was okay. Um, it was like four hours of super hard labor. Wow. Yeah. But okay. I mean, I can't complain. Lots of women go through a lot more. Um, I didn't even have an epidural with him because it just seemed like things were progressing really fast. And I was like, you know what? I need an epidural now, but can you, can you check my dilation at this point? And I was, I think, eight or nine centimeters at that point. So okay. kind of too late to get an epidural anyway. But I figured, okay, I can just push through this. Um, and then had to push for about an hour. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And that's when, I mean, along with the pain, I think that was probably what was so tiring as well. But you don't realize, like, it takes so much strength to have mm-hmm. to push out mm-hmm. a, baby. a baby. I mean, not to be visual. but yeah. <laughs> So then what kind of challenges did you have after pregnancy to get back oh, into shape? Gosh. Um, I think I just didn't realize the lack of sleep and how you're going to feel with that. It just changed my life. Um, I was always super motivated to exercise, so I just didn't even think twice about that. Um, but once I didn't have the sleep, like even thinking about going out and doing that was so hard. You know, mm-hmm. your life just completely changes. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get used to that. Um, but luckily, it's been a really good stress reliever for me my pretty much my whole life, I would say, at least since young adulthood. So I just turned to that when I started to get, um, you know, the baby blues that everybody goes through. Mm-hmm. Um I realized, like, look, and, you know, my husband was really great, and I have to thank him for everything he did because he realized I was going through a hard time. And he was the one that was like, you know what? I know that they say not to exercise, but maybe you should, like, go for a walk or start doing something. Like, And I thought, you know what? Two weeks later, after the first, I thought I need to go running because running is something that I had turned to a lot, too, for stress relief. And I, two weeks later, later just tried it. You did. I did. <laughs> I had to. I mean, you know, you go, like get cabin fever you're going stir crazy we're kind of arguing because neither one of us are sleeping but we're also trying to be nice to each other and support each other it was just really tough um I had a really hard time breastfeeding too and that was just added stress on me and I think we all go through the mom guilt so when you're not doing something the way that you think you're supposed to be doing it or perfectly the way you planned it it's just hard and in that situation you have no control and I was just used to kind of being able to control things or Mm -hmm. at least figure out how to fix it but what do you do with a newborn like you can't fix it you can't no (laughs) you know you just do your best and and so for me um yeah I went out for that jog and it was very hard Mm -hmm. I actually experienced some uh urine leaking Mm -hmm. Which was crazy to me because I'd been doing Kegels, you know, our backgrounds, like we know. And they tell you in classes, like, you should do Kegels, get your pelvic health to be, uh, pelvic floor to be really strong. So I was doing all that, and I even started doing it right after um, he was born. But for some reason, the stress of the running Mm -hmm. and all that extra, I guess, impact and just the core activation that I wasn't used to doing for a while um, put too much pressure. Mm -hmm. So I got a little discouraged, but, you know, like I said, given our background, I kind of realized, like, no, I just need to work on it and I need to push through it. And for me, since it's such a stress reliever, I kept doing it. But I could totally see how other women would just give up. And, you know, and then ever since then with my patients, I've been trying to figure out how to convince people who don't use it as a stress reliever to do it because it was so hard for me to do that, even knowing that it's going to help me with my stress levels. Mm -hmm. So difficult. So when did it actually start feeling good? running gosh probably not well with him it was a little sooner the second one was different but um probably not till three months postpartum Mm -hmm. 
took a while. That's like two and a half months of consistent running. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not feeling that good. And not feeling great. No, feeling terrible, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you the competitive nature it. came out again, too. And I'm like, no, I have to get better. I know I can. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, you're an inspiration with that. Like, I know, I knew you had three children and you were still running. For those of you that don't know, Beth and I would run at lunch time mm-hmm. with another coworker. We'd go and run like two to three miles. Obviously, it's lunchtime. But, um, but yeah, you were always an inspiration for that. So. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So then uh, with the first pregnancy and then the second pregnancy, did you have any, what was the difference between the two? Second one was so much harder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, night and day. I thought I was having a girl because I was I had morning sickness. Luckily, it kind of ended before work, but only if I ate carefully throughout the day. Um, so I had to change my whole diet. Like the things that I normally ate just kind of made me feel nauseous which was so hard, and I realized just how much diet is um, a huge part of how you feel and how you perform when you exercise or work or anything. Um, I normally eat a lot of um, vegetables and salads, and I just couldn't do it as much. I forced myself to a little bit, but I was eating a lot more carbs than I was used to. Mm-hmm. I just felt so much more tired and drained. And, and I'm sure you know, being pregnant and having a toddler to take care of was a little bit of that, too. Um, Yeah, so that was really hard. I gained a lot more weight, and I'm sure the diet was part of it. But I also felt like I just had no motivation to exercise. Mm -hmm. I forced myself to, of course, but I still was going for maybe six to seven days a week to like three or four. And two of those was because um, of you guys. So at work, we work out together two times a week, and we do like circuit training. And so I didn't want to not be a part of it since I had always been a part of it. But, I mean, I was just lucky enough that you guys were there to push me and have me do that and then I would try to like run but I had to stop running around three months I think I was or four again pelvic floor issues Um, I think this baby was just sitting lower or maybe I just didn't fully recover my strength like I thought I had or something but all that pressure on the pelvic floor was just super uncomfortable Mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily always leak but I totally felt like I had to pee Mm -hmm. (laughs) the more I ran the worse it got and even if I stopped and went to the bathroom it still would happen so Mm -hmm. um, I just figured, you know, I'll just give it up for now and walk and Mm -hmm. do all this other stuff, strength training and things like that, um, and just pick it up later. So uh, you had mentioned to me that you, after being pregnant and delivery, that you had a diastasis recti. Would you like to explain what that is? Yeah, so that was a big deal for me. Um, So it's when you your abdominal muscles meet in the middle, and we all... I think we all know about that line that you get, you know, when you're developing your muscles. But basically that line ends up separating. And if it's more than an inch, which is like two of your fingers, um, it's when uh, separated, then you have the definition of a diastasis recti. And basically you just have to be careful not to do like sit-ups, anything that's going to push that tissue apart even more because it's extremely difficult to bring back together again. Um, But it is possible. But so I figured it out. I think I was at a course. I was kind of early on pregnant with my first. And I was at a course and we were testing each other's abdominals. And the instructor came up and told me, and I and I was like, wow, how did I not even realize, you know? But I guess I just was not that big at that point, so I didn't think to check for it. And they're like, yeah, you know, just be careful, like make sure you're not doing things to make it worse and start working on um, exercises that kind of draw in in the muscles and keep them together instead of doing sit-ups and crunches. Not that I was doing them at the time. But um, so as the baby grows, it just makes it worse as well. 
Um, and it took me, I think with him about six months to fully recover. And I started training right away after he was born. Uh, and then with the second, it came back even faster. Okay. What kinds yeah. of things did you do? A lot of exercises where you're basically pulling in your abdominals. Um, so I had to start with just laying on your back and doing that, standing and doing that. Um, once you get cleared from your doctor, um, or for me, I think it was about two weeks I started because I just figured I kind of knew how to modify it and can tell and feel it on myself. Um, started adding like leg like leg lifts and marching. Um, lots of exercises you incorporate in your challenges and your app. Mm-hmm. Um, so where you're in a more neutral or your back isn't bending or straightening too much um, position and then making sure you're really pulling in at the same time. Mm-hmm. Eventually, but months later, progressing to planks and push-ups and mm-hmm. things like that. Trying to challenge your abdominals in different ways. And exactly. The breathing yeah. thing too, mm-hmm. to be able to breathe well while you do those things definitely and to be able to contract your pelvic floor and hold it and hold it you know in different positions and for a different amount of times Mm -hmm. because it's all connected all connected (laughs) (laughs) yes it is yeah well what what are some helpful tips for mothers who maybe have little ones and aren't sure how to get back into shape or what to do do you have any like ideas for them to yeah definitely um I think the biggest thing for me was just having support um from both my husband like supporting me exercising so asking for help like do not be afraid to ask for help and I know they tell you this and you say you will do it but when you're in that moment you kind of have to remember you can't do it all and and you need it for your mental health your physical health you know, to feel better with your babies. Um, so ask for support to have time um, to do it. And then I think even more than that, though, having support, meaning somebody or a group of people to do it with or to hold you accountable. Um, like I said, you got people at work just inspired me to work out. And I know I'm so lucky to have that. Like not everybody has that. Some people go out to lunch and eat huge meals instead together as a you know as a group and that would be totally different than us exercising mm-hmm. um and one of my friends went through a lot initially and she didn't have it like she wasn't going back to work she was going to be a stay-at-home mom and so she felt kind of alone but she found a mom group and got into there's so many resources through those groups um there's lots of exercise classes that do uh let you bring your baby and you can all work out together and have the babies there. Um, There's lots of yoga classes that are like mommy and me yoga that you can do. And I just think that's huge. Like having a group that's like, Hey, are you going to be here on this day? Or I didn't see you. Um, It's so hard already to be motivated to do it. So having that support and accountability is helpful. Yeah. And if you can't do that, um, I think apps have been super helpful. Your challenges have been very helpful. Like just something to kind of make you track or see what you can do or what you have done. Um, yeah, what keep apps you a little bit like? accountable. Um, well, I love your PT Hub app and your challenges. Um, so Beth will message like every day to log your workouts. So that's always really helpful. And um, a free one that I was doing a lot was the Nike training app. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say some is high level. So you yeah. kind of, but they do um, put beginner, intermediate, and advanced on there. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. You can pick the beginner ones. And obviously, after you had a baby, I would say always start with beginner um, and just take it slow. 
Um, so that's free. And then there's another one called Tone It Up. And it's free for the most part. Like there's some daily moves that are free, but they do have an option to pay and there's classes. And what's nice about that is it's two women and they, one of them just had a baby, I think like maybe five or six months ago. So she has a lot of like postnatal and prenatal workouts on there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And mm-hmm. after she had it, she kind of put which ones are safe because mm-hmm. um, some of them, you know, obviously aren't, aren't as good for people who just had a baby or are pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I find those super helpful. Um, and I know it's not fitness or exercise related, but uh, my fitness pal, I use a lot mm-hmm. to count calories because I just realized that it's easier for me to exercise if I feel better and I just feel better if I eat better. And so I was kind of tracking calories and macronutrients on that. And I it helped me to feel better and get to the point where I was more motivated to exercise. Mm-hmm. So I think it's easy to get into a cycle where you just don't feel good, so you don't want to do anything, but then you don't do anything so you don't feel good and Mm -hmm. it's really tough it is really tough yeah and then what would you recommend for say women that are 10 years out but feel like their fitness level declined at the time that they were pregnant Mm -hmm. and then 10 years later they're still feeling the effects of their pregnancy um Mm. how would you i mean what kind of tips maybe would you give for someone who is wanting to just get started but not Mm -hmm. quite sure how or where? I mean, it's never too late, first of all. Um, I've been consistently exercising after my second for over a year, and I still don't feel like I'm back to the strength that I had had before. But that's okay. I mean, I'll get there. And they'll get there. They just have to start putting in the work. So if they're not comfortable with maybe kind of modifying based on the apps or exercises – Um, Or even you, like your website is a really good resource for them. Um, I think that they should probably consider asking for a physical therapy, either referral if you're in that kind of system or in California, we have um, direct access is what we call it, which just means anybody can go to a physical therapist without a prescription um, for 30 days. So you can get evaluated. You can be treated for 30 days. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say that they should start there. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, And try to get somebody who has experience with a little bit of women's health, maybe not necessarily all pelvic floor or anything. But Mm -hmm. um, I do think that some people, some physical therapists don't necessarily feel as comfortable trying to give advice to those. um, Maybe not 10 years out. They probably are okay with that, but at least early on. So Mm -hmm. try to get somebody who has some experience with that. And then you mentioned just motivation after your second pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Do you have ideas for people? Just, I mean, you've already mentioned quite a few ideas to help with motivation, but I do think that, I mean, with little kids, it's so busy. So busy. And then to take that time, (laughs) to take that time for yourself, how how to do that. I mean, any time is time. It all adds up. So that's why I thought those apps were helpful, because if it was Beth's six exercises, then at least I could say, okay, I'm brushing my teeth, so I think I can do Beth squats (laughs) while I'm brushing my teeth. I did that. And then, you know, while they're taking a nap, do one other exercise. Like, there is an accumulative effect, and it's not like it's not worth it just because you don't have time to do all of it at Mm -hmm. once. So I would say just put in the time that you have and... And it's, it's going to make changes for sure. It might take a little longer. It might feel harder. But mm-hmm. um, you need it because I also don't think you realize the stresses your body goes through when you raise kids as a mom. Like 
I, don't, I mean, I know my kids want me to hold them and not necessarily dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I need that upper body strength. And I didn't always train that. I think I'm actually stronger now as a mom than I was before because I just wanted to run or do those classes before. I didn't necessarily work on that. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, you know, you're always kind of carrying lots of things at once and, and just trying to think that way. Like maybe not being fitting in exercise because you know you're supposed to or because you want to fit back in your clothes, which is obviously really good motivation, but also because you need to care for your kids and be able to lift them and mm-hmm. um, carry lots of things at once. Yeah. 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 I mean, let's talk about those muscles a little bit that mm-hmm. I think, uh, or I know, <laughs> weaken <laughs> as we age. Yeah. I mean, just in your studies and studying the human body for as long as you have, mm-hmm. um, what muscles tend to get weak and maybe just we could give people a couple ideas of yeah. some exercises to do. Definitely. Um, well, I just was talking about upper body. So usually like our upper back muscles, our posture muscles that hold us up tend to get really weak. Our core. And obviously, I mean, once you've had kids, it's just you've spent a few months where you couldn't even really use those muscles. So that's part of it. Our glutes, our butt muscles tend to get really weak. Um And some easy ways to strengthen the posture muscles, um, and I do it like all the time, is just squeezing my shoulders back and like practicing sitting up super straight. Beth and I are doing it right now. (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) Um, And, you know, even like opening your arms wide and squeezing those shoulders back. Um, And then your core, I mean, I kind of just practice tightening it all the time. Uh, I will say there's some people end up getting overzealous and doing it too much. So if you feel any tension with that, obviously, like our body needs time to relax as well. But um, just doing it, even when you're lifting your kids, that's an exercise, mm-hmm. right? I mean, people go to the gym and do lifts with barbells. I mean, we can technically say we're doing that a lot when we have our children. So that's right. Um, tightening your muscles and mm-hmm. your so pulling in your belly button, mm-hmm. especially if you have that separation we talked about. That's really important. Um, and squats. So if you are picking up kids' toys or your kid or changing you know, sheets or whatever, diapers, um, just going into a squat position to do that. And then actually clenching your butt muscles when you come up. Um, I think that's the reason why they get so weak is that we don't think about them. We just kind of use the ones that naturally want to be used. And I mean, I don't know about you, but my glutes, it's like I have to think about them all the time. All the time. I have to strengthen them. All the time. Regularly. I've been working on it for years. Years. And I still feel (laughs) like I'm just as weak. (laughs) I know. I know. Yeah, they're just naturally, Mm -hmm. they just don't want to work for us. So Mm -hmm. if you never think about it, I mean, Mm -hmm. you don't ever use them. Mm -hmm. And just sitting all day on them. I just wonder how much that influences things. Right. I'm sure it does. So just like if you're sitting and eating, you know, just come off your chair an inch Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for 30 seconds. Like I said, anything is better Mm -hmm. than nothing and it will it will make you stronger. It does have an effect. Yeah. Muscles will get stronger as you use them. That is why I went into sciences, because I love that one plus one equals two. I mean, you strengthen a muscle. It will get stronger. You will see benefit. But strengthening takes Way too much time. A long time. (laughs) Way too much time. Yeah. Yeah. So So. I bought a pull-up bar recently because um, we are going to do a Tough Mudder Mm -hmm. and I need more upper body strength. And it's been maybe a month, I Mm -hmm. think. 
and I'm doing them every day, a couple, and I'm like, I just, not full pull-ups, modified yeah. pull-ups, just to clarify, but I just feel like, can't it be faster? I'm doing this every day. Why can't mm-hmm. I do it now? Mm-hmm. But like you said, it just takes a lot of, one plus one does equal two, but in the world of strengthening, it just takes a lot of time. It takes a long time. Yeah. And then aging. Yeah. The aging issue where For our muscles sure. are weakening. Definitely. So. Just it's kind of like fighting an uphill battle. But it is. You will win if you keep keep doing it. it. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I feel like pregnancy is the same way, you know, like recovering from it. Like you're fighting an uphill battle because mm-hmm. you're starting from, you know, way back <laughs> from where you were before. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you got there. Definitely. Yeah, so as we think about uh, just healthy practices, what Mm. are like three healthy practices that you do to keep you uh, healthy and well? Well, obviously I exercise. (laughs) I move every day, some sort of movement. I just found that that's the best for me. Um, when I was kind of not doing it when I was pregnant with my second, I just felt a lot worse. And and I go through funks, sure. Like, I don't necessarily do a lot of exercise. I'll go for a walk and count it as moving. But I, I have to do that. Like, I don't even feel normal unless I'm doing some sort of movement. Um, and I also make have found I have to sleep. Definitely mm-hmm. have to sleep. And make that a priority. Uh, about seven, eight hours I have to get. Wow. I know. Are you pretty Which consistent is, with that? I am, but only because I realize how important it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I go through phases where I'm not. I mean, working full time, having two kids, and you know, trying to take care of all your household stuff mm-hmm. and hanging out with your husband after the kids go to bed mm-hmm. is really hard. Um, so, you know, sometimes I was going to bed later because I wanted to do some of those things. But I just realized the next day especially in our line of work, it was really hard for me. I was getting a little more irritable, not able to be as patient as I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And I mean, maybe it didn't come across that way, but you know how you feel, you know, on the inside. And I just didn't, it didn't, I didn't like it. Yeah. Or I would be good with my patients all day, but then I would go home and not be as great at home. So I just felt like I had to, I had to make that a priority. Maybe in the last few months I realized and sleep is so important for your body to regenerate. Yeah. And I do think as moms, we don't give ourselves the sleep we need. No. And, and initially you can't. I know. Right? Usually. It's really hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But do you have like some sleep hygiene tips for people that are yeah. struggling trying to get seven mm-hmm. to eight hours? Definitely. Um, no. they. I mean... There's, there's a lot of this is online, but I actually found it to be true for me too. Like not being on the phone or or the screen time, like 30 minutes before bed. Um, trying to like uh, relax, so either stretch or do deep breathing or whatever kind of helps you just to get into the mode of of going to bed. Um, I really like doing like a foam roll. For my body, like whatever sore. Um, if people don't know, a foam roll is just like this thick, long, dense um, foam that you can do lots of stretches or self massage on. So I like doing that before bed. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. Um, and I like sheet masks mm-hmm. <laughs> for mm-hmm. my face. Um, but anything that's just going to kind of make you like any self care, it's going to make you relax and get into the the mode where you're not letting your brain run a hundred million miles an hour. Um, I found when I was trying to do like 10 minutes of cleaning before bed, 
just to, so the house didn't get too crazy, I was more frazzled and like having a harder time trying to go to sleep because it just made me start thinking about all the things that need to be done. So I just realized like it's that doesn't need to be priority. I can get it done another day. And yeah. I'll just... And definitely not right before bedtime. No, not right before <laughs> bedtime. There's uh, um yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then also I like to use white noise actually. And I don't know if it's because <laughs> we used it with our kids and kind of got used to it from the baby monitor. But I find that if I am having a hard time not turning off my brain, that that just helps. And it could be anything. I just music to me, it has to be the same note. Mm-hmm. So for me, the white noise works better because mm-hmm. it's just pure white noise. It's the same note. Mm-hmm. But being able to switch off your brain, I think, is key and really mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. That's good. Those yeah. are all very good tips. Yeah, yeah I think even um, thinking about muscle tension, mm-hmm. trying to scan your body for where do I feel tense yeah. Um, last night, yeah, my left upper trap, my muscle was like, like so tense, and I was mm-hmm. trying to think about my day and what I'd done, and <laughs> I just feel like I was ha- having just some weird stress about mm-hmm. a decision I needed to make, and so I just started like rolling my shoulders and like massaging, and then a lot of it actually was really in my head. <laughs> so <laughs> I had so to. How like, did you get rid of it? Well, I, my husband's really good to oh. ask me good <laughs> questions and to help mm-hmm. me like verbally process because I think for me a lot of tension I hold is because mm-hmm. I'm not verbalizing my stress or yeah. you know a decision I have to make or mm-hmm. a conflict with a friend or just something right. and I do kind of hold on to it in my body mm-hmm. <laughs> um, totally and then just kind of listening to my body and going okay where is that coming from <laughs> and then yeah. sometimes I don't even know until like you know I'll start talking to my husband about my day and then wow. I start realizing okay yeah just trying to calm our bodies and not mm-hmm. taking that stressed to bed <laughs> yeah no I think it's huge uh-huh. yeah on that note after my first I was so stressed out and I'm not one to verbalize either um, I just kind of try to figure out how to get past it on my mm-hmm. own you know mm-hmm. but like I said you don't have control in that situation necessarily so it's really hard I broke out into hives wow bad yeah, yeah. all over my neck my face they wouldn't go away with over-the-counter stuff. And I'm like, okay, the last thing I need, obviously, at this point is to be going to, like, urgent care or a doctor. Right. Like, I don't need another doctor's no. visit. But it wouldn't go away for three days. Wow. Yeah. And I was trying, you know, breathing, meditation. Uh-huh. I just had to go get um, just a steroid prescription. And, and you it went knew away. it was because of stress or you had a I pretty mean, good idea? Of course, I went to the allergist and they said, what did you eat? And yeah. we tried to track all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I just feel like I know things can change and you can become allergic all mm-hmm. of a sudden. I do know that that can happen. And I had had sushi for the first or second time since I'd given birth, you know, because you can't yeah. go, you can't have it. Tomorrow. Right. So I was craving it. Um, but I just tried it again and it didn't happen. I just, and I knew, and I think the allergist knew too. He offered the test where you go and you get your okay. back pricked and figure it out. But he's like, you know, you can do it. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. He's like, I'm sure it's just, you're a new mom. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a sure they that. see it a lot. Our bodies do crazy yeah. things under stress and just and I just thought I had the tools to manage it. But I mean, even knowing tools or knowing tips and, and actually being able to use it is two different things. Very different. And like you said, it's great your husband's able to ask you questions because mm-hmm. you didn't even know. No, I don't yeah. know until someone actually starts asking me. Right. And then it helps me to identify it. And then I can like verbally process it out. And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my muscle's fine. <laughs> 
crazy. Yeah. But um, it's crazy how our bodies react. I did do stretching though. I did do some like yeah, know, typical <laughs> physical therapy. You know, stretching, massaging. Right. Um, okay, so you named two. Yes. So moving every day, sleep, and then. Um, for me, I think watching my what I eat and just mm-hmm. being very, I think in general, parenthood has taught me to be just more mindful about all of that stuff. Um, and I'm sure age is, is a factor, too. Like, as we get older, we just have to put more work into it and take more care of our bodies um, because we need them to work really well and we want them to work really well. So. Yeah. So I found, and it could be because now I'm in my mid-30s, too, that um, I was kind of sensitive to dairy and gluten a little mm-hmm. bit and um, nuts randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so just being really mindful about that. Yeah. Definitely notice a huge difference. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what we put into our bodies mm-hmm. is really important. And I think even with little ones like you have, yeah. it's easy like, oh, you didn't finish your french fries <laughs> i'll yeah, finish those right? you know it's so easy to do that with kids oh my they, gosh yeah i would forget to eat breakfast and we'd be out and i always yeah. have snacks for them obviously mm-hmm. and they're not right. always the best snacks Mm-mm. i'm <laughs> like oh i'll just eat a handful <laughs> of these whatever it is goldfish or yeah. whatever yeah <laughs> no. no and you just they can do it because they're little but yeah just be cannot. mindful of that yeah but I've also been reading parenting books and stuff, too, and, like, they bring up a good point about what are you going to tell your kids to do, right? And it's easy to say, okay, practice what I preach, um, not or do as I say, not as I do, but I really think that it would be better if we could just model it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've just been trying to think that way, like, what would I tell my kids to do? Mm-hmm. What would I, you know, I can't get mad at them for wanting to eat that if I'm eating that. Or, right. Mm -hmm. not sleeping well and being irritable I can't get mad at them if I'm not doing that so we have to model it yeah I agree I mean we can't tell them you know stay off your like my kids are now in teenage years Mm -hmm. and I can't tell them to stay off their phone if I'm on my phone I mean I I have to model turning my phone in Mm -hmm. setting it down Mm -hmm. not using it at dinner time I mean there are no cell phones at our table at dinner that's great yeah but just like and at night everyone turns in their phone in a certain spot but Mm -hmm. I have to do it too I mean, Which is hard. <laughs> it's so hard, and especially because yeah. I am an adult, so I can do whatever I want. But exactly. it's not true because no. they are watching us, and mm-hmm. we are shaping their thoughts and their opinions about life. Exactly. So. And we're telling them to do that because we know it'll make them a better person, but why are we not making ourselves better Because we think we can handle it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's true. I mean, that's how I've been trying to think, and that's what a lot of the parenting books say too yeah but it makes sense it's how you look at things right I mean you can Mm -hmm. choose to say okay my kid's just acting like a brat right now or think of it the other way like okay well why is he acting that way like Mm -hmm. maybe I need to do this you know he needs a nap or he needs food or to be curious yeah about it instead of making it upset you and thinking it's a bad behavior right yeah that's really good Mm -hmm. well thank you is there anything else you'd like to say today Oh, I don't think so. Um, Just like I said before, keep at it. Anything is better than nothing. Um, So many women go through it and, you know, we all um, see the end and make it out. And and I think that if you do find the support that you will make such good 
friendships out of it that will be lifelong. I mean, I have a couple good friends that were amazing friends before. And just out of luck, we were able to have kids at the same time. And now, I mean, they're like sisters. You know? That's great. That's so good. The social yeah. support as it's women huge. and moms it's so huge. is so important. And I do think just with the digital age, we're not oh, yeah. sitting with each other mm-hmm. as much as maybe we used to. So yeah. just trying to, I think that's so necessary. No, it's definitely necessary. And then, you know, occasionally we need to vent to each other. So having mm-hmm. that group, it's mm-hmm. not like we can always try to make things better and do the right thing. Like we sometimes have to talk about it and yeah. vent about it. So having somebody in the same situation as you is really helpful because they can understand. And Yeah. And you're so good. Self-care, uh, you mm-hmm. plan um, weekend trips with your girlfriends is that like once yes. a year oh we try to do it like two two to twice. three times a year yeah. I mean, now that there's kids in the mix it's a little bit more difficult but mm-hmm. yeah we at least do it two to three times it's a year. great i think that's so it's good so important i mean mm-hmm. we all live in connection. different areas this is why we mm-hmm. do it because um some live up north and then just like all over um, la and san diego so we don't have time to hang out one-on-one very often and it's impossible to do day things, obviously. So we yeah, do the so you weekends. just do a weekend. I think yeah. that's just awesome. One so. time we did husbands and kids. It was a little bit crazy. So mostly we do <laughs> girls' trips. trips. <laughs> well, it's just like, what size house do we need? Yeah. It's insane. Um, yeah, but it's great. I mean, you just have to have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And then it's a space where it's safe to complain a little bit. But then also, you know, after a little bit of complaining, we try to help each other come up with solutions. It's and, great. Yeah. I think that's, that's support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on the Balanced by Beth podcast today. And it was really great to have you. Yeah, great to be here. Thank you, Beth. I have to say you're such a motivation. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Hey, Barrett Soup here from BC Company. I'm the producer of the Balanced by Beth podcast and have been working behind the scenes each week to get these podcasts out into your hands. We have gotten to hear so many great stories of people being moved by the content shared in this podcast to live healthier lives physically, emotionally, and spiritually. If you are someone who directly benefits from this podcast and want to become a supporter to keep this content coming, please visit Beth's Patreon page in the episode show notes or visit www.patreon.com forward slash balance by Beth. That's www.patreon.com dot com forward slash balance by Beth. You can give as little as a dollar a month. We're so grateful for the opportunity to share these stories with you that are making a difference in women's lives. And so are you by offering your support. Thank you. <laughs>